Scary stories to tell in the dark. One day at Horrorland. Something wicked this way comes. Bionic bats of Bay City. Escape the haunted warehouse. It's been a scary, spooky, lightly traumatizing October and most of November. If you need to talk about it, let's talk on Reliterated Reiterated Chapter 4. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of three grown-ass men reading the children's books popular in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. We also talk about our books in depth, and this week we're going to be talking about our books again, because it is the end of a chapter. I'm Andy. I'm Harold. And I'm Josh. And we have reached the end of our spooky season chapter, finally, in late November. <laughs> yes! Just Man, before it's, Thanksgiving. It has been a ride. <laughs> hey, some people prefer it that way. Here's the deal. We can carry spooky season on because Christmas doesn't start until after Thanksgiving. Thank you. Yes. I don't even know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. We still have Halloween stuff up at work, so... Nice. See, I... I am an expert in this area because my birthday happens between Halloween and Thanksgiving. So I would say that based on my experience in this time of year being, you know, it causes a lot of memories. My birthday came this time of year. It's always rainy and dreary and scary and cold and windy and yeah, spooky season lasts until Thanksgiving. For some people, it never stops. Now they need help. but yeah this has been a pretty fun chapter we read some um scary books (coughs) yeah they were pretty frightening really you know they actually you know what the most frightening book in this chapter was what the one from the og himself rl stein Mm, the goosebumps always always a fan favorite i mean it's a favorite for me at least Well, it was your favorite. That was the one you picked out. (laughs) It it was. But I mean, really, their car exploded. They got locked in coffins. I mean, I guess. They saw a wolf. Yeah, they they saw saw a wolf. wolf. Yeah. They smelled some some guano. They got stuck in the fight. They had to fight for their lives in a game show style survival match. Mm -hmm. That was bizarre. It doesn't matter if it was bizarre. It was scarier than laughing to beat up the bad guy yeah, that, <laughs> something doesn't that make part, it this way comes. That part was a little bit weird. Or I, I will whoop, agree. Whoop, 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 whoop it around. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that uh, yeah. eventually. <laughs> Scary but, stories uh, to tell in the dark were mostly just goofy yeah. little... It was a collection of folktales. Yeah, they were folktales. You know, what was that thing that you were sending us, Andy, about Harold? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last night, uh, in preparation of uh, recording this episode, um, I was going to watch the uh, 2019 movie "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark." In the dark, um, but next to it in the results, when I uh, searched Prime Video for it, which I don't think it's uh, included in Prime Video, I think you got to go to Hulu for uh, that version. But I came across a documentary made about the "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark" series. And uh, it was actually kind of interesting. Uh, 
They talked about it as a whole, about Alvin Schwartz as an author and like historian, folklorist, whatever. And uh, his son was involved and talked about a lot of the controversy that his, his books kicked up back in the day of how a bunch of parents groups tried to get the books banned because of how gory and scary it was. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a big segment about the art by Stephen Gamel and how just unique it was and a bunch of like modern artists recreating uh, that art in different mediums. And it was pretty interesting. There was this one lady that had a, a tattoo sleeve of uh, the, uh, the art from the books. Whoa, that must've looked crazy. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Like a watercolor <laughs> tattoo. Interesting. <laughs> but they gave significant attention to a particular story named Harold. Uh, it's either in two or three, because it wasn't in the one that we read. But it's a story about a scarecrow, uh, kind of an, an effigy of like uh, this farmer that uh, I think these two kids hated or something. Sounds about right. So they they made a <laughs> made a scarecrow, named it Harold. <laughs> And uh, because I haven't read the the actual story, I couldn't tell you what it was about. But uh, yeah, everybody was talking about Harold, Harold this and Harold that. And there was an ugly scarecrow named Harold. So I snapped a picture (laughs) of it and sent it to Harold and Josh. I was going to say, the picture you sent me was creepy as fuck. So yeah. (laughs) And I remember hearing in the mini episode you did on Harold and the Purple Crayon of how all these um media representations of people with the name Harold were always just like hateable people and I'm like oh come on this it, it's not really that bad <laughs> <laughs> but no apparently like this uh this Harold in scary stories to tell in the dark was uh not a likable person and became like a scary scarecrow figure maybe it's why I don't remember the second book very well <laughs> maybe because it's a drug your namesake through the mud right I, I remember the first book definitely because of the picture like the the aesthetic of it right but the mm-hmm. second the second one I don't remember very well and I know I liked I had all three of them so you blocked it from memory because of uh, putting shame on your name yep screw that book <laughs> <laughs> screw those guys but anyway it's a decent documentary uh, it's on IMDB TV it had ads, but you know the ads. The ad breaks give you a chance to kind of reflect on on things. You get a nice little mental break to check out. So I don't mind ads so much sometimes. Yeah, the nice thing about ads to me is always the ability to get up and do something. Because when you have to pause it, it's like you can never pick the right moment. Hmm. The scene switches just as the scene switches. You're like, oh, oh, but wait, what's going on? <laughs> Right. There's people that get paid to put breaks into shows, and they're called advertising uh, <laughs> yep. people. Yep. Editors. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. editors. Called, yeah, editors. <laughs> they decide where the act breaks are, and they put uh, advertisement breaks in accordingly. I'm about 90% sure it's advertising people is the <laughs> technical term for it. Advertising people. <laughs> advertising people. <laughs> ad guys. The ad guys. Yeah. Yep. I've seen TV. <laughs> Speaking of TV, we've already touched a bit on the book One Day at Horrorland, but let's talk about the Goosebumps TV series version of uh, One Day at Horrorland that we all watched together. Oh, the, the one part that I love the best. 
was when he's like, he grabs the guy's face mask, which is obviously a mask, and was like, hey, this isn't a mask. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he pulled a little too hard. (laughs) Yeah, it it like came away from his eyes. So you're like, oh, that's definitely a mask. (laughs) (laughs) The the horrors in this this episode are clearly people in like giant foam latex, whatever, masks. But they have to play it off like they're actual real monsters. They do a pretty good job of trying. I mean, the show, <laughs> the episode was enjoyably forgettable, but it just, I don't know. I thought they, they covered some bases. They didn't do the doom slide, but think about it. I mean, this is in the 90s, was this? Late they were 90s? missing mm-hmm. an entire character. Yep, they're missing the Millhouse friend. Listen, tag along, what did he dude. really do? He didn't add a whole He was a the lot, wormy no. friend. You always need a wormy <laughs> friend in the 90s. Listen, in the book version, when R.L. Stein wrote that whole like love triangle going on where like dad's son was actually the kid and the other two kids were someone else's kid through the mom, that whole B story that was going on was too much for television. People would have picked it up, you know, huh. So <laughs> they decided they had to leave it out of the They the cut TV. it. Yeah. They cut it. They're like kids are smart. Parents Shame. are going to be seeing this. I I think the show was on at 4:30. Likely, you know, some parents are going to be home. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "No, we got to cut it. We can't expose kids to to grown men with second families." Right. Or grown women that are running around. Grown, it's just, you know, yeah, yeah if you, it's you know or yeah, or it's her second family, whatever it be. Whatever. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> This is your head cannon. It's so hard to keep straight. I don't know why Earl Stein put that in there, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone off the rails. Yeah, that, and the the show was vastly different than the book because there was. was several different game shows that they had to be a part of that weren't the same as the ones that were in the book. And right, there was like a Wheel of Fortune type puzzle thing. Uh I'll be honest. I fell asleep during the second episode. I don't. Did you? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it I don't was really problematic. Remember. Wait, the second episode had the mirror maze, right? Um, no, that was the first one. I remember the mirror maze. Was it in the first one? Okay, yep. I forget what the cutoff point was between part one and part two. I think it was during the game show, or possibly right before the game show. Yeah, where they discovered that like they were on some sort of yeah that they hidden were telling them they were on yeah they were on the monster channel yeah that's right show. yep <laughs> and that's to be continued and it got weird. So yeah, I didn't see them escape. Did they escape? No, no. They they got to their car, but the device that one of the the horrors had placed on the bottom of the car, which we thought was going to be the bomb that blew up the car, but it wound up being a remote control device that drove. The, they were able to drive their car like over a cliff, and it was balanced into a literal cliffhanger at the end of the episode. Oh, nice! That's right, excellent. Way to go, R.L. Stein. <laughs> so the that's family right. did not get away. Huh. Very different. So that's even darker. That's, I guess it's true what they say. You only die once at Horrorland. <laughs> <laughs> you only die once. Uh, something Wicked This Way comes. I still like that book. I don't care that you guys didn't like it. I still like I it. Did, I didn't dislike the book. I, I, th- I thought it was a nice read. Um, the story is a little strange. Uh, I don't know. It it it's got themes, 
It's got stuff for serious thinkers in it, and I guess it's kind of creepy. It's more of a psychological creepy because it messes it, it plays on your fears. And if you're a child reading it, you don't really get the age thing. But, you know, being mm-hmm. 40 and seeing that, it's like, ooh, if I could have some years back, would I want them? And, you know, that type of that trope. But the or the movie, bearded lady who wanted wanted all well yeah in the movie at least yeah yeah and the movie was weird okay yeah. so we I'm, tracked down the movie and yeah we, watched it. We, we did we tracked it down through various means you guys went to the library I found it through mm-hmm. other ways uh, <laughs> and because this isn't on Disney Plus it's, it's not, a Disney movie that is not in the Disney Plus catalog I I looked into it apparently Disney has disowned this movie because of how bad of a flop it was. Really? Because of poor performance? Because of its poor performance. And yeah, that's all I could see was that it just performed so terribly. Because not only was it a bad, uh, a big flop, it was done. It, it had one of those screenings where they only show it to one audience and then the audience tells them what they wanted to see differently. But that's just one audience. Mm-hmm. And so they made it to be for that audience. But that's not who uh-huh. the general public is. So mm. it turned to shit. Mm. It has some disturbing imagery. To me, it was like they took the book and put it into a blender and then poured it out and then kind of pieced it back together. And then when <laughs> there were holes that they couldn't fill in because that part got too like messed up in the blender, they inserted mm-hmm. new ca- the, the characters into it. Because this one had like Mr. Cassetti was a was a person. Uh, and then the, the cigar guy was, instead of just being a minor character, he was like obsessed with money apparently. And, Hmm. but I like that they said that Mr. Cosetti was like obsessed with women. I did not read that from the beginning. (laughs) I thought he was into something else. uh, The way he was literally talking about a bunch of women the first time you see him. Yeah, but he was like overly talking about it because then when he was describing the guy's hair, he was like, "Ooh, we could take some some years off of you. And I was like, "Okay, that sounds that sounds way more like a stereotype of something else. So (laughs) I was just like, I don't know which way I'm supposed to read this. But yeah, it's crazy because he eventually becomes the bearded woman. <laughs> right. Right. And he was lured in by by sex, by, by ladies, by a, a harem of belly dancers. Yeah. That was the nudie part that they, uh, instead of going to see <laughs> right. the nude uh, people on the street, he saw belly dancers through the tent. Yeah. Jim was peeping on the uh, the belly dancing show. And it's I mean, a Disney movie. I so you it. gotta, it's gotta be more innocent than all out sex. I couldn't believe some of the choices they made. Like, I, I could see them being upset. That whole sequence where he was, uh, Mr. Dark was tearing out the pages to count down the years, and every page had magic coming off of it. Like, man, they, that made no like, sense to me. Yeah, that it was just weird. And somebody had to create all of that, didn't they? Somebody had to do know. that piece by piece. <laughs> I think that was about the part where we were all falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was exactly when I was just falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) He was bargaining uh, with taking years off of um, Charles's life, and like he kept going up. Like, I'll take you back to thirty. No, how about thirty-one? Last chance. Thirty-two. Thirty-three. He kept ripping pages out of this book. I don't. I really didn't know what the book was, but I think it was the book that they were reading out of. Yeah, I believe it was the journal of. (sighs) The journal of his father. His father, yes. Yeah. 
Because that was also information that the Mr. Dark didn't want people to have. Because if they know about him, they're going to try to stop him. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I think, like, this movie plays pretty closely to for people who have read the book and you basically have to have read the book to understand the movie and even if you've read the book you may not be able to know what's really going on because you're probably well, falling asleep every few minutes <laughs> and so you're missing little chunks of it and see my take and, on it was because I, I read the book and I enjoyed the book and so I was angry at the movie for messing up so much stuff and being so so different than the actual book. Like when she gets her youth back, she's not a she's not a little girl who runs away. She gets like her she she's like, you know, early twenties, but then she's blind. That was weird. Um the in the Yo, why end, was the she hero, blind? That was the thing, because she was vain she was vain, so she got her beauty back, but she couldn't see it. I think that right. was the the lesson there. And it was weird because it ended up being the lightning rod salesman was like the real hero here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he right? was he was kept hostage so he could tell Dark when the lightning was striking, but he like wouldn't tell him or something, but he kept him strapped to the electric chair and like he got loose at the very end and like impaled the dust witch with the <laughs> who was rod. who was Pam Greer by who the was way? Played yeah. by Pam Greer. It, Look at it. <laughs> I called it on our end. I was like, "Is that Pam Greer?" <laughs> and Andy and Janelle are like, "No, <laughs> no." I'm like, "Hmm." And then the credits roll, and sure enough, <laughs> yes, <Yep>, Pam Greer. <laughs> yeah, she did a really good job. Just being like that weird, creepy, like speaking under her breath type of whispering and stuff. That was mm-hmm. all the acting was really, really well done. It was just the right. The oh, it was it was shit. It was it was just a shit. <laughs> uh, and I guess this was one of the first uh, tries at special effects, which is why they had the pages that did the magic. The opening sequence was supposed to be this insane, crazy thing, and then they cut it at the last minute because they they thought it was too hokey. Mm. So I kind of liked the effects for what they were. Yeah, I, I did it was too. Pretty impressive for the time. Exactly. Yeah. They were, it was one it, of the first ones. I had so. a lot of rotoscoping in there. It was a well done movie. Like, okay, so 2001 A Space Odyssey. When I watch that, I fall asleep like every half hour, and then I just have to start <laughs> from that half hour that I fell asleep at. Right. I should probably start watching it when I need to go to bed, but <laughs> I love that movie. It's a beautiful movie, but it's like it puts me to sleep every half hour or so. <laughs> and I don't know. I thought I thought something wicked this way comes had potential to be good if I hadn't missed significant chunks of the movie <laughs> while I was watching it. I only missed one and I went back to rewatch that significant chunk and it answered one question, but it, I had a few other ones because I went back and I was like, oh, so they, how did he defeat the dust witch? He didn't. She just said slower and slower and then they cut away and then they cut back and he was still alive. I was like, so yeah, she fucked up. Like she didn't even try to yeah, kill she him. She didn't even kill him. I was like, this is uh, this is dumb. And he didn't even like fight back at her. Like Dark no, he told her to bring him, cl- uh, give him a taste of death so he will know it when it comes for him. But like she like did the heart slowing thing, I guess, and like it cut away. And next thing we see, uh, like she was gone and he was recovering. 
Yep, he was suddenly an athlete. Uh, I was sad he didn't you know, sh- get to shoot somebody in the face. I, I was really looking forward to that, and that didn't happen. Let's talk about the guy that was missing an arm and a leg. Yeah, what was up yeah. with that? He was so not he in the was, book, right? He was in the foot. But my thing is, whether he was in the book or not, he was a football star. And <laughs> they're like, our hero football star. And I'm like... What what happened to his limbs though? Was that they a- never explain it? Yeah, this dude had one arm and one leg, and he was still dressed in a in an old fashioned football uniform. Yeah, still trying to relive those glory days of <laughs> when he, <laughs> he played was Uncle football. Rico. He was the Uncle Rico of that town, but yeah, it was apparently in some <laughs> horrific accident. And it's fun to imagine that it was a football related <laughs> injury that made yeah, him right. lose two limbs. Because they never said, like, well, did he, like, go to war and lose his limbs there? Uh, nobody knows. They're like, it's not important. If you ask, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he ends up know. going back in time to get his limbs back, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he gets younger and gets his limbs kid. back. And yep. when Charles sees him again, he's all zoned out. Did you guys notice a particular certain uh, little person that was in this in this film i knew this there were some there were it some was, little people the person i re- i realized i was like oh that's master from master blaster from uh mad max and in, th- in thunderdome oh yeah that guy was totally huh. there i was like oh look at that it's master <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy no he has the mind of a child <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I would not recommend seeking out this movie. <laughs> read the book; it's unless way better. Unless you've read the book and enjoyed it, I guess. I don't know. No, I, again, I read the book and I enjoyed it, and I disliked the movie because it was such a <laughs> clusterfuck. Mm, I I just don't think it stands well on its own. Like you will not get the ending if you um have only seen the movie and were falling asleep for. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> significant parts. Yeah, of it. don't Yo. seek out the movie, irregardless. But maybe you read the book. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was sitting there, and I I woke up one of the times, and I looked over at Andy and Janelle, and they're both sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I look back over again. I see Andy's head's back, and he's oh. <laughs> 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 Okay, I'm not the only one who's fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I fell asleep. Uh, at, at a, yeah, in the library scene. It's, it's the library very... scene because yeah. books are so boring. Right. Like, who, oh. who would ever want to talk about books? I know. It It just drives me nuts. Anytime books are brought up, just people just check out. Don't get me started. There's one book I really don't want to talk about. Fucking Bionic Bats of Beast City. God damn it, I hate that book. <laughs> Okay, so did you wind up reading it, Harold? So, uh, I had a whole plan to, like, have the book out and just, like, pick a couple things and see how bad they were and just say them and see if you guys were like, yeah, he totally read it because he picked out these specific things that I also picked out because I figured they would pick out. But, uh, on my way out to find the book, I actually encountered the colossal waddling possum of Cawcallin and... <laughs> As soon as I opened the door, I saw him there, and he stared at me, standing over the cat food bowl that he was mowing down on that clearly was making him the best living possum in the area. <laughs> <laughs> and he turned, and he ran off into the night. He didn't play possum or nothing. He was like, fuck that, I'm out of here. I got to come back later. I don't want to get killed. <laughs> so you didn't read a book because you came across a possum? No, I didn't. <laughs> 
try to make it seem like I read the book because I came across a possum. I'm no, not a possum. I, and it's not my car. I think my kids took it somewhere. Yeah. No, I uh, I I picked it up at one point and I started to read it and I'm like, you know what? All those guys did the whole time was said this was a garbage read. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that book in my survival kit, <laughs> and in case I'm ever out, you know, and I need some fire. There you go. That's about <laughs> what it's use good it, for. I could use it to start a fire. <laughs> Janelle was talking about started about burning the book, just having a, a bonfire and burning all the copies. That's the one book that that's worth burning. Hey, we're allowed to do whatever we want with it. It's it's all right. Yeah, I'm putting it in the little. <laughs> Just library. understand that Jonathan Rand will either want to know why, or he'll not care at all, or he'll hate us, <laughs> and he'll we'll become arch enemies. Right, <laughs> Jonathan Rand. He, he is our nemesis. There's a lot of options here. He'll be my nemesis because I'm going to write something better than him, which isn't hard. So I guess you'd have a lot of arch enemies. You keep saying that, but you know, the reason I don't say anything about wanting to write something is because I'm like, if I say something, then I, I'm i held accountable to at least 15 people. That's why I said it. That way, <laughs> that way I'm like, that way I'll actually get, I'll sit down and actually do it. I haven't yet because I'm still obsessed with Far Cry. <laughs> I it's your fault because I'm playing video games. <laughs> yeah, and, play and also, it's not my fault. It's, it's not your my fault. fault. You bought it. <laughs> you yeah. bought Far Cry and said, "Hey, play this game. It's co-op," mm-hmm. and I got real into it. Mm-hmm. So that's Bionic Bats of Bay City. Yeah, yep, it book. was better. It was better than Bionic Bats of Bay City. <laughs> uh, Far Cry uh, Four was. Oh, it's no, so much that better. whole little conversation we just had. Oh, awesome. the whole conversation is better than the book. D- Josh, there you go. Instead of watch, instead of doing Bionic Bats of Bay City, because that's already been done. You don't want to get do the colossal waddle and possum of Cockallen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'll add that to the list because I also had the uh, Mutants of Midland. So, <laughs> so that I can get sued by Dow Chemical. Uh, <laughs> and people can think their cats and dogs are disappearing, but they're actually like running off and the Living together colossal waddle and possum of Cog Holland is just, like eating all their, it's all got, it's all real though. You can make it colossal. So they're not like, well, it's colossal like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many ticks he eats. I'm sure he eats plenty of ticks, but awesome. he also eats cat food apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then finally we came to our choose your own adventure in the haunted warehouse. That was this was fun. I enjoyed the escape from the haunted warehouse. I thought so too. And I wondered whether breaking down the door instead of uh going to get Mr. Grady was like a branching off point to other types of adventures to be had other than running into the uh countess or whatever the fuck the brown ghost lady was well there is no way for us ever to know i mean i did look into it and we can't go back in time nope we can't i don't have my slide whistle on me (laughs) we can in the future put up a a episode that people will pay for so oh um, yeah where we can go down that that route (laughs) we'll figure out a way to uh do some patreon episodes here <laughs> at some point so that's coming up and <laughs> yeah. in the future not right now yeah when our when our podcast is worth paying for yep basically right <laughs> not there yet not exactly there yet. yeah <laughs> we get we got to figure out how to make this something worth putting money for 
colossal waddle and pasta with cock wallet. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shift to to that uh, that hustle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're coming for that Jonathan Rand money. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> the the musty mothballs of Muskegon, <sighs> I believe. <laughs> came up recently musty mothballs of muskegon is that a is that a book that you guys are talking about i think like, it was a you, suggestion it's just, a, just title? a title suggestion did you guys got this outlined yet not really you know what we should put the three or it, josh and i should put our heads together because andy's already doing a fuck ton of stuff <laughs> <laughs> right In- including uh going on doing guest spots on other another podcast yep yeah i recently made an appearance on the Matty ice and marky mark podcast oh. and that was a fun time we talked about video games talked about forza horizon 5 coming out and how i never, didn't play it <laughs> never played any forza games uh they they plugged our show pr- pretty good i made an appearance via comments Yes, Josh. Josh watched the show doing on the live stream. I was promoting us on the uh, on the on the um, chat because people were asking about about us, and so I was telling them about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like their show. I like what those boys are doing. I like their uh, their live show. I think they do a good job with uh, the the tone of their of their show. I think they're pretty entertaining to listen to. They um, engage with uh, with the live audience. Even when the the live audience is ridiculous, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're not at live status just yet. Not at the not, moment. Yeah, no. Like, how how are you gonna do a live uh, podcast talking about a book that we all read? I mean, I think it could be done. I think we could do it. It might it might put us. It might be good to put us under a little fire and have. <laughs> it'd be live and be like oh no we gotta we gotta Actually move on put this us in, in front of there yeah no, no i think there's gonna be even more cross talk and uh, uh oh oh nope oh you go ahead nope oh oh, oh, oh sorry oh. <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a lot of that there's a lot of that mostly because we're doing this over discord and we yes. can't, we can't get those uh immediate cues to either jump in or stay out or whatever but sausage <laughs> yep the sausage being made but that was a fun yep. part of being on on uh on matt and mark's show as their their guest i got to see that dynamic how that works and they got it down to a pretty good science i was impressed do we need to cut josh out probably yeah okay so we can have a third person in the room but they did like, talk the, about bringing me on next time that's so. the magic yeah i'm excited about that <laughs> We could call it the Michigan Reliterated Podcast. Yes. And well, Andy did something super nice. So, I mean. Yeah, they were all talking about uh, how they should have had Josh on the show instead of me. Like, I was the discount version of Josh. But then I pulled out a couple copies of the book that we're all going to read for when we have them on our show. Or at the very least, do a crossover show with uh, with those boys. I'd like to do a crossover. I think it'd be cool to both be able to. Yeah. But either way. <laughs> yeah. I think that can be arranged. Josh is coming into town in December and we may have to get with those boys and uh, read up and do a uh, a crossover episode with the five of us live as fuck. I mean, I'll be that freezing be cool. my ass off, I'm sure, but it'll be fine. Oh, we'll be doing it indoors where it's not freezing, baby. I am a baby. <laughs> I'm a big baby. Baby wants warmth. <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. 
I mean, I'm wearing a hoodie too. It's casual dress at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm also wearing Batman pajama pants, so <laughs> they're fuzzy. So yeah, good times. Yeah. But bad times? What's this about a crimpet recall? Well, recently, Tasty Cake had to put out a recall on butterscotch crimpets, the official snack of Reliterated. Oh, no. That Reliterated isn't being recalled. No. Just the Tasty Cakes. And I'm thinking that it's far beyond the time when we had them. It's recent, so they were apparently, uh, they may have metal in them. I think we we still need to recall the crimpets from our contest winners, so... Um, David and and Adam, uh, you owe us some crimpets. You gotta, yeah. you gotta give those back, or else you're gonna you're gonna be eating some metal wire. Yep. Like there's some fragments of metal mesh wire in every crimpet. It's like a hidden surprise. <laughs> it's a hidden surprise. Find the jagged metal crusty O's. Possible presence of tiny fragments <laughs> yes. of metal mesh there's wire. There's a possible presence of fragments of metal mesh wire. You can see it as being a bad thing, or you can see it as being a lottery. Like, if you find that, it's like, what are the odds, you know, <laughs> that you were going to find it? <laughs> I, however, when I opened it up, uh, they were advertising in here, and not only do they have butterscotch crimpets, but they have cream-filled crimpets and jelly crimpets, and they look delicious. Those so do as look soon as, delicious. I'm looking yeah, at the jelly ones right now. Yeah, as soon as it's cleared up, I'm definitely going to be ordering some of those. <laughs> <laughs> mm, cream-filled crimpets. We just need to go on a road trip to Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia, which is where these things are distributed. I mean, I'd rather, maybe, someday, but right now I'd rather just order them <laughs> on Amazon. Let's just order them. We'll order in from DoorDash. Yeah. DoorDash has some, some crimpets. I don't think that this should be seen as like, oh, this is how they always are. They're recalling them. They want them back. They're going to give you a full refund. They're sorry. Don't besmirch the crimpet just because of this minor thing. I've lost too many things, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take my crimpets away from me. Don't take my crimpets. I only just just found them (laughs) after wondering for a lifetime. (laughs) What is a food that you remember that is no longer available, that you would just die, or not die, but you would love to have back. Hmm. I don't think they have anything. For me, it's the Hormel, uh, like, pork that they, they had it, and they still have, like, Italian beef tips and regular beef tips and other things like that, but they had a pork kind, and it was just so good. It melted in your mouth, and you... I mix it with mashed potatoes. Oh, it's just so fucking good. And then they just stopped making it. And I was pissed me off. That and Henry's hard soda. No longer is made. I don't have I can't buy it anymore. It's kinda why I, I don't drink it. I still have it here. I I think I still see it at, at Meyer. What? Yeah, here in Michigan. Here. Yeah, it's here in yeah. Michigan. Holy Henry's shit. Hard soda. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere in here. And on Twitter it said that uh they stopped making it. So no. fuck. When I'm there, I'm buying some because, God, I miss that stuff. So good. You used to mix it with uh, lemonade vodka. Yeah, that would get real, real good. <laughs> I go in there and I buy it, and then I'll open one bottle, take a little drink, I'll bring it back and tell them it tastes like poison, and then I leave. <laughs> and they report that to the corporation, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I already can't get it out here, so. Right. <laughs> but just you're coming pretty soon, so I'm trying to get it out of here. Yeah. But you're going to have to mix it with 
something because vodka. I, he does. I, yeah, the uh, lemonade vodka. I make purple source yep. Rex, but alcohol. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't do it. Any didn't do anything for me on their own. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I so always not too enough much alcohol yeah. in them. Yeah, too much sugar, not enough alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I always mix it with with vodka. So you gotta strengthen it up, reinforce that shit. Yeah, because it's only three point two. So well, I can't think of anything discontinued, but uh, recently something came back that I was pumped about. It's resurgence at the Burger King Italian Chicken Sandwich, the original style long boy in an Italian sandwich configuration. Oh yeah, I was those really are excited good. about that. As long as yeah, you don't back get one the two of- for six. Unless you get one of those weird cartilage ones. I hate those. Mm, that doesn't happen to me, I don't oh, think. At least like in a long time. Every One out of every three times I go and get that, that I get one of those bad ones. Huh. But Must be that California-grade chicken. Yeah, probably. They're happier, <laughs> but yeah, way more, They're, way more gristle. <laughs> They're happier, but you get more cartilage. Yeah, way more cartilage. Talking about this is just making me so excited for Portillo's. Like, you guys are talking <gasps> about food, and I started oh. thinking about Portillo's. Oh, Portillo's. Heaven. Mm. Oh. Can't wait to get a big beef in my mouth. Mm. Mm. Big. Oh, can't wait. Big beef and sausage. I want Dipped the big beef. Oh, yeah. Get your mouth on that shredded beef. <laughs> get me a Vienna, just mustard. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait. It's going to be so good. And the Kring's Cut Fries. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, just uh, and the chocolate cake shake. Oh, I'm sorry. It's less than a month away. I'm so excited. Uh, no, but oh wait. Ah, uh, crap. It's gonna be cold out. Uh, I don't think you can actually don't care. Come, come out to <laughs> get Portillo's. Portillo's it's gonna is, be cold is that more day. important than cold. I, I oh no, will... I'm driving the car, so I don't care how cold <laughs> it is. We're going to Portillo's since we're going that way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're going to Portillo's. Uh, man, <laughs> I miss it. I so wish much. I could come on that trip, but. My hockey team I work for just. Oh, Andy, I gotta go to work. I can't do it. Work, yeah. We had a plan. We had this beautiful plan. The plan was beautiful. The beautiful plan was that I would pick Josh up, or I would pick Andy up on the expressway. See, he was gonna park his car at a gas station. He was gonna start walking down the expressway, and then I was gonna drive by and pick him up. Right? You know that scene in in the Last Jedi where. Oh no, Rise of Skywalker, where Ray's just, just she starts running and then she does a, a flipping leap over the over the TIE yeah, fighter. I was yeah, gonna do yeah. one of those just into Harold's car. Nice. Yeah. So so that was what that's what Andy was gonna do. So we were gonna fly down to Detroit and I was gonna pick Josh up from the airport. We were gonna pick Josh up from the airport, and then we were gonna come back towards the northern part of Michigan, right? Like the middle part. I don't know why I'm getting into that detail, but go to Portillo's. <laughs> Then, after scarfing down Portillo's, we were going to go to Grand Blank, go to the Trillium, and watch Spider-Man No Way Home in IMAX. And then Andy fucked it all up. I fucked it all up by having a hockey game to work at. (laughs) Telling you, you have a month to train somebody else. Train a monkey. (sighs) It doesn't matter anything. (laughs) There's a zoo in Saginaw, isn't there? Don't you have one of those those birds? Like Homer oh, uses bird. Birds, well, birds are really the drinking good. the drinking bird like Homer uses. Yeah. Oh yeah, yep. Just use that. <laughs> Just get the cameras like swaying back and forth, and have the birds switching between them at random, and it's bound to look all right. Yep, <laughs> we figured it out. Now you can. It's going to rhythmically <laughs> change between camera one and camera two. It's just to 
Did you get that bobbing bird uh, hitting the the take button? Take, take, <laughs> take. You come back and they're like, Andy, you're fired. We've hired bobbing bird. <laughs> that was the it best was damn best hockey game I ever watched. <laughs> yeah, Saginaw Spirit lost by ten. <laughs> but, but Canada most- loved it. Yeah, it was exciting. Everyone loved it. <laughs> <sighs> so there's no way to make your flight come in early in the day, huh? Negative. Uh, I, <laughs> at this my point. Flight, my flight leaves at 7.40 a.m. and I arrive at seven, basically 7.40 p.m. So okay. I, it is one of the earliest flights that was available. <laughs> so... There was a flight that was earlier, but then I wouldn't have arrived until 1030. And that cost $300 more because it was Southwest for some reason. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. All right. Well, this is a book podcast. Let's- yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> a book podcast, but we didn't talk about listen, books listen. really. Cause it's a the talk- whole thing about him coming in and telling the plan was exciting, but knowing how he's getting here, <laughs> what did we, well, I was on Priceline and I found the oh, yeah, tickets. You know, it was <laughs> about, I don't know. 30% less. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to hear about the intricacies yeah. of it. It's fine. Oh. So this puts an end to our spooky chapter of books. What do you think was the spookiest moment of any of these books? What was the highlight of scariness? Uh, when we realized we were a person that had been shot in the head at a workplace rage thing. Ooh. That was a good moment. Yeah, that was, I thought that was pretty crazy. Like feeling the sharp skull on your fingers and realizing, then that made me realize the imagery it gave me was that the person had a bullet hole in their forehead Mm. because the the back was a big, yeah, if the back was a big open hole, then they got shot in the forehead. If it was hollow point. No, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, any bullet would do that. Once the bullet enters that cavity. It's going to blow the back out. For me, it was realizing that people ate toes at some point. Why did they eat a toe? I don't, I don't, I still don't understand why they ate a toe. Yeah. Whoever wrote that story had a thing. Yeah. I wonder which uh, culture that came out of where a little, a child finds a toe and takes it home, whereupon his mother puts it in the stew and the family eats it. That's pretty scary. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Andy? What was your scary moment? I think the highlight for me is when the family's car blew up in one day at Horrorland. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) This story is really taking off. That was pretty pretty crazy, yeah. The car explodes for no reason. I mean, maybe it's not the scariest, but it's certainly the most exciting part of all those books. And it was alarming because it was very unexpected. Yeah, because now how are they going to get out of there? Mm -hmm. Right. And what about the stuff that was in their car? Right. All their stuff. Yeah, the implications of your car blowing up <laughs> and it doesn't kill you. Okay, good. But, you know, how are you getting home? What about all your stuff? What's this going to do for your insurance premiums? Where's Millhouse? That's Where's what Millhouse? <laughs> yeah. He, he was laying in the back of the station wagon. That's why we didn't see him. He was in the back of the station But the car didn't station. blow up. Oh, that's the right car- in the car. <laughs> Car didn't blow up on the TV show. Even though they planted what looked like a bomb on it. Mm-hmm. But no, that was a, a remote control device. Which was way ahead of the time. I mean, didn't the penguin use one of those in Batman Returns? Yeah, and he's the penguin. He's way ahead of it. Like, they're getting there. <laughs> they're stealing stuff from Wayne Tech. Oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. Batman pretty much mm. creates his own villains. 
And then he, <laughs> he he supplies them with weapons to fight him. He's basically got Gotham City is basically his playground to see who he can be beaten by. <laughs> <laughs> you, your allegory of Batman just reminded me of another another uh, uh, a country actually that has does does something similar. <laughs> it supplies their it supplies people, and then twenty years later they realize, oh, they're the enemy. So now we have to fight them right. with, with our weapons. Mm. Hmm. What country I'm talking about? <laughs> I can't think of a fake country that isn't offensive. I mean, we could use the Far Cry country. <laughs> yeah, Kirat. 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 Uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. What do you guys think? I say so too. I think so. That's a chapter. Dust the hands off. Start the new one. There we go. Next chapter is going to be interesting. Yes, it's sequels. We decided to start with a Roald doll. <laughs> yep, we're bringing old Roald back for our chapter on sequels. Good old Nazi killing, even though he appreciated their sentiments, uh, doll. <laughs> yeah, Roald, Hitler had a point, doll. <laughs> but not a good enough point for me to join him. <laughs> That's what he- <laughs> Even a stinker like Hitler didn't do it for no reason. I can't betray the queen. <laughs> uh, Roald, whatever. Okay, so... Next week, we're coming at you with Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator as we begin our uh, sequel chapter. We're going to do all books that are follow-ups to books that we've done in episodes of the Reliterated Podcast. So yeah, we're doing uh, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. We are doing uh, Runaway Ralph. And then we're also doing The Far Side of the Mountain. Mm -hmm. My teacher fried my brains. Excellent. And of course... We're going the return. To, yep, the return of the return unicorn. Of the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Brother Michelle's in it because he was my favorite. <laughs> Him and the actual unicorn. We know the unicorn will be back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to kick off next week. Hope you all have a great Thanksgiving and a safe Black Friday. Don't go too crazy out there. Uh, I'll if be you working wanted Black to, Friday. you could. Uh, Join the boycott, the 10-day uh, blackout boycott. That's what I'm going to be doing. So, But how are you going to get the deals? How are you going to get the deals? I'm just not going to get deals. I'm going to support workers. <laughs> There's deals. Dude, I, n- I never go out on Black Friday anyways. It's not my it's thing. It's not worth it. The deals aren't worth it. it. Once in a while, you run into something that's worth it. I got a 40-inch TV for $200 in 2010. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or 2011, something like that. It was, it was a good deal. <laughs> but that was the last time I ever went on a Black Friday because I've never seen anything worth it. Yeah, I usually work. It's just not worth being around all those people, in my opinion. I don't want to be in, in the middle of a crush of people. Especially now. Yeah, just to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yay, no capitalism. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay, capitalism. But I do want to support uh, the small guys out there. I'll probably uh, hit up our local uh, video game stores. Oh, for sure. See yeah. Our, Employee-owned see businesses, small there. businesses. All about that. I'm just talking about giant mil- billionaires yeah, all, all that decide bucks. going to the yeah. moon is important. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree, but a good, I don't disagree, wage. but it should be done for science purposes as a country, not for right. business purposes no. as a private. Not because you're racing some other multi-billionaire to touch the edge of space. Yeah, because you've got so much money. Anyways, 
Yeah. Do we want to get me started? Is that what we're trying to do at the end of this episode? Well, we're not even across an hour yet, so have at it. Uh, no, 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 no. I can't do it. Cannot All do right. it right now. Maybe next episode. Maybe next Let's, episode. We'll be talking about Roald Dahl and uh, Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, so maybe that topic will, will come up. Yeah, there's some very interesting themes in that in that book. I've already told oh, sure. So I can already strange. see. Yeah. 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 That episode will be released in the day after Cyber Monday. So nice. Excellent. All right, fellas. So have that to look forward to. Yep. That's going to do it for this episode of Realliterated. Uh, support your local libraries and, and independent booksellers. Give a shit. Read some lit. Dosvadanya. Oh. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> or whatever time of the day it is for you. Or whatever time of the day it is for you. <laughs>